What is up everybody? It is your girl Nisha Lee and this is the Safe and Sexless Podcast. It is a Wednesday, April the 3rd. Y'all, the year is going by so fast, but we thank God. We thank God. God. Here on this podcast, I believe in transparency and experiences to help encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ on their journey in salvation, living to be abstinent and pursue righteousness and purity. And also for those who still struggle, but have the heart towards God. This podcast is for you. I want to shout out the Young Black married christian podcast yes i finally said it last time i forgot to say it and i think i had the wrong name but yeah young black married christian podcast if you're a podcaster a millennial that listens all day long look for their podcast and download it subscribe they give great advice on christian marriages um, and they're really down to earth. Also, shout out to Shakia Seabrook 22, who is also an advocate for purity and abstinence uh, before marriage. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Not feeling the greatest, but I wanted to do this podcast. Um, we are going to dig into some things today. And I wanted to be honest because like I said, I really do believe that transparency and testimony really will encourage other people to open up about their walk. Um, I know that being young and trying to live for Christ, you know, on the outside, you know, in church or um, music events and all that, it's fun. And it's exciting to be around other believers, but I am finding that in the church community, um, like I've said before, we don't really address issues with um, sex or anything like that. We address a lot of other um, issues that can be seen, sins that can be seen, but really behind closed doors, people struggle with sexual acts. Um, honestly, I believe it's the young and older generation and I can say myself, I can't do this podcast if I'm not going to be honest with myself first or honest with you guys, because you guys tune in, um, every other Wednesday to listen to me. So who am I to be holding back? So out of these 10 plus years that I've been striving to be abstinent I must admit that there have been times where I have um, experienced sexual sin whether it be intercourse oral sex masturbation pornography anything like that because it's all sexual sin to God I have experienced that I have not been perfect throughout this walk I have not been 100% pure and I know that some people think that, okay, just because I don't have sex, I'm pure. That's not true. We're supposed to be pure in everything from our thoughts to our motives, to our bodies, to even the things we watch, the things we listen to, the things we eat. But I know that 
sexual intercourse, oral sex, masturbation, and pornography are heavy, not just in the church community, but just in the world in general. Um, premarital sex is glorified and, you know, you're considered crazy if you wait. But this podcast is for people who, like myself, have fallen into sexual sin, you know, growing up in a church it's kind of embarrassing to um, even bring it up and, you know, you're striving to live right for God and you might be on the choir. You might be in some type of auxiliary at the church. You might be um, an usher. You might be a Bible study teacher. I don't know, just anything, just trying to walk upright before the Lord. And, you know, one night you may be feeling lonely and You allow your lust to take over or allow your flesh to take over and you follow the desires of your flesh and you just have a moment where you call up Bay or ex-Bay or whoever. You have booty call, whatever your thing is. You make a mistake, you fall into sin, and now you feel like crap. Pretty much. If you have a heart for God, you're going to feel like crap after you fall into sin. And the first thing that the enemy will do is condemn the mess out of you to the point where you feel shameful and guilty. And I want to let y'all know. I have quite a few scriptures tonight because the word of God is what purifies us from sin and the word of God is what sustains us. So I do have quite a few scriptures tonight, but if you don't um, read your Bible like that or you don't have time to listen to this podcast any further, I encourage you to read Psalms 51. It is a great passage to read when you have slipped up into any kind of sin and are and seeking restoration and encouragement from the Lord but anyway when you commit sin particularly sexual sin and you really do desire to please God it will weigh heavy on you And like I said, the enemy will make you feel so ashamed. He will make you feel like um, everybody can see the sin stains on you. Like it almost gets to the point where you're like, you don't want to be around anybody because they're going to know or they can tell, you know, the church I grew up in, they used to say sin make you darker. So, so little things like that kind of make you um cautious to go around people when you know that you've messed up if you look at Adam and Eve okay they disobeyed God and the first thing they did when they knew they were wrong was cover themselves up and they hid from God and that's what the enemy wants us to do but I don't think we realize that when we do that, we automatically isolate ourselves from other people that could potentially help us to be free from the guilt and the shame. Um, Let me see my scriptures here that I have. Give me a second, guys. 
Okay. Psalms 32 verses 3 through 5 says this. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My energy was drained away as with the burning heat of summer. Selah, I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my wickedness. I said, I will confess all my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. But if we go back to verse 3 and 4, when we hold sin in, believe it or not, it will drain us of all the joy that the God that God has given us for our life. It will drain us of happiness. <laughs> and as it drains us, it, it's just filling us. It's filling us with condemnation. We're being filled <clears throat> by groanings. We're being filled because we're just so hurt that we hurt God. That, oh God, I tried and I failed. You know, and we're just so ashamed to go to our father because we we want to please him. And we took a moment to please our flesh. And we know that sin can separate us from God. But we also know that God is a forgiving God. I also have another scripture. Proverbs 28 and 13 says, He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and turns away from his sin will find compassion and mercy. So it's best not to conceal it. I know how hard it is to go to somebody and confess, look, I know that I'm a minister or I know that I'm a choir director, but I messed up you know, but I fell into sexual sin or I'm addicted to pornography or I can't stop masturbating. These things need to be addressed in the church because they are happening. Just because we don't see it does not mean that it's not happening. We have to confess. And I know that people are saying, you know, why Why do we have to confess if God already knows? If God already knows that we're struggling with it, if God already knows that we're going to do it, why do we have to confess? Even though God already knows these things about us and our lives, us confessing it, taking that step to confess it, helps us to be humble. It helps us to show humility and it rids pride from out of our system because when we have that mentality well I don't have to confess don't nobody need to know my business don't nobody um needs to hear what's going on in my life that's actually pride and it's like how can you be shameful and prideful at the same time but you can they go hand in hand believe it or not So when we confess, we humble ourselves before the Lord. We're saying, Lord, we know that you know what we did is wrong, but we want to confess it. You know, when you go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or any type of meeting, the first thing that you have to do, the first hurdle that you have to get over is announcing your name and what your issue is. And it's the same thing. 
It's the same thing with sin. You have to announce it to someone that will hold you accountable and help you. I know that the word of I can't find where the scripture is, but the word of God says that um, if one falls that, you know, we are supposed to be there to restore each other, number one. But I think one of the issues is that um, people gossip and, you know, spread business. So that hinders people from confessing. But confession, confession is good for the soul to release your sin and for healing. As embarrassing as it may seem, it really is beneficial. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is not just a one-time thing. This is not just a one-time thing. God will continuously cleanse us as long as we sincerely confess our sins. We have to sincerely do that. James 5 Verse 16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So we have to have someone to confess our sins to. Don't just go to any old body. But I think deep down, people want somebody to confess to. But like I said, it's that issue of trust and pride and shame and guilt that gets in the way. But I believe that God will send you people that you can confess to and they will sincerely and genuinely pray for you. That's what it means by heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man. I believe it can be done. Um, If you read anywhere in the Bible, Almost everybody that God used has some type of issue. But we know for sure that David, he got caught up in sexual sin. Samson got caught up in sexual sin. Solomon was the wisest man in the Bible. He was caught up in sexual sin. It's all throughout the Bible. 3,000 people. I believe it was 3,000 people. 3,000 in the Old Testament died. They died in one day. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want to be up here staring y'all in the wrong direction. But I just really wanted to talk about this because it's not, it's just not brought up in the church. It's just really not. And it's probably one of the 